Mike Evans is now questionable, as is Miles Sanders and Cortland Sutton, Brandon Ayuk and Keel Harry, Mike Williams, Golden Tate as well. Kenny Galladay is doubtful, and Debo Samuel is out. To the Fantasy Shed on Air podcast. Everything you need to win your league. And now, your host, Rich Piazza. What's up, everyone? And thanks for listening to Fantasy Shed on Air on September 12, 2020. And the NFL season is here. Week one has already begun with the Chiefs beating the Texans on Thursday night. More on that game in just a bit. Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook getting paid today with long-term extensions. Good for them. But today we're going to be going over our week one matchups. Who's in your lineups? Who is not? And some guys you may want to get in your DFS lineups as well. But first, hope everybody's being safe, staying healthy, and ready for the NFL season. So here's the thing. My goal for this season is to do more of this. Recording a podcast or podcast during the week. Ideally... I'd like to do one for waivers that would be released on a Tuesday morning and a start-sit edition on Saturdays. That's my plan, and that's my goal. We all know sometimes things don't always work out that way. Life gets in the way. Work, like real work, the kind that actually pays the bills, that gets in the way. So the podcast may not be as consistent as I would like, and that is why it's important, very important, that you subscribe to this podcast on whichever app you use to listen to your podcast. This way you'll know when a new episode drops. That would also be greatly appreciated. If there's not a podcast for waivers and start sits, a print version, like a real article that you actually read, will obviously be posted for sure on the site at fantasyshed.com. And of course, that is also where you will find our weekly rankings, uh, DFS picks, betting picks, and any other um, important information articles that arise during the week. I'll get into our week one previews in just a bit, but first, you need to prop up today with Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy, a daily fantasy sports app for player props. It is awesome. I won some pretty good money on it last year, hoping to do the same again this season. They have eliminated the need for the countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in each sport. They have NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, eSports as well. But for NFL purposes, each prop has a point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. You will choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options. That's how you build your lineup. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the points, win a share of the prize pool. It's that easy. It's that fun. So please go over and check it out. Use promo code SHED, S-H-E-D, when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code SHED, S-H-E-D, when you sign up today and you will receive your instant $20 bonus on your first deposit. Download the Thrive Fantasy on the App Store, Google Play Store, or by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up today and prop up today. All right. Week one, we had the Chiefs. We had the Texans. Patrick Mahomes looked like Patrick Mahomes. 
Clyde Edward Jolaire looked fantastic. Forget about the goal line failures, 0 for 6 in those attempts. That's more to do with the O-line. It shouldn't be a problem going forward. I know I see people on social media are saying, is that a concern? Should we be worried? Who else are they going to? Darrell Williams isn't going to get those touches. Maybe they pass a little more in the end zone or inside the five. Maybe. Obviously, this is Clyde Edwards' last job. He's the feature back. I actually had a lot of DFS lineups with Darrell Williams in there. I just had a feeling it's week one. Maybe they'll ease him into it in his rookie season. That obviously was not the case. Williams was almost a non-factor. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire looks like he is going to warrant that late first round pick that you probably used on him anyway. So uh, he looked great. Stemmy Watkins, he did what Stemmy Watkins usually does early on. Although he did have some nice games in the postseason last year. 14 receptions, almost 300 yards, and a touchdown in those three playoff games, including the Super Bowl. So he kind of picked up where he left off. Hopefully he can stay on the field. In fact, he was so much involved that it kind of put Tyreek Hill on the back burner a little bit in week one. Will Fuller, he didn't really play particularly well, but he was fine for fantasy with over 100 yards on eight receptions. And it is obvious that the Texans and Deshaun Watson, they miss Hopkins. That's obvious. Will Fuller's good. I'm a Will Fuller fan, always have been, but he's not a number one. At least I don't think he can be. And they're lacking that number one. As good as David Johnson, he also looked very good. And But he's not... He's not Hopkins. He's not DeAndre Hopkins. We all know that. You know, they could have went out and signed another running back. You know, Leonard Fournette was released. Uh, So I don't, obviously nobody likes that trade for Houston. But it's clear that they missed Hopkins on offense. So we'll see how they uh, recuperate and recover from that week one loss. So week one preview. I want to run through these. I want to try to be as quick as possible I want to try to get to each game in this one episode, so bear with me. Um, and I'm going to go over who's in, who's not, and you know maybe some DFS picks as well, who I like on the daily slates coming up for week one. We start with the Packers and Vikings. Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, obviously all in. I am not using uh, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon. I know there's a lot of hype around him. You probably drafted him late. I am not using him this week. I need to see how this backfield unfolds as far as that usage. And the same thing on the receivers. Alan Lazard, who is slated to be the number two receiver, I am not going to be using him either, even though um, maybe you're missing uh, Kenny Galladay this week or Cortland Sutton or possibly Mike Evans, who I mentioned is now upgraded from a doubtful to questionable I got to see how how the target share plays out and who is on the field most between Lazard and uh, Valdez Gantling and so on. So I'm not using any of them. So only the only Packers I'm using, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Rodgers. On the Minnesota side, you're obviously using the man who just signed a long-term contract, Dalvin Cook. So there's no more worrying about whether or not he'll show up for week one. He'll be there. He got his contract. And of course, Adam Thielen uh, with the wide receiver one upside there. And I'm not using anybody else. I know Justin Jefferson had a lot of hype. He's a very intriguing option. Let's hold off on having him in your lineup right now. We don't have, and I'm going to probably mention this more often throughout the show, we don't have the preseason that we had in the past, obviously. So we don't have a lot to go by other than what we hear from uh, the beat writers who are only there you know, in a limited fashion. They didn't see everything that was going on in camps. So we don't know. Who is really running with the ones? 
let's just see how it folds out. Rookies are always exciting. We want to get our rookies in the lineup. We're always excited about that, but Justin Jefferson should not be in there this week. Browns versus Ravens for Cleveland. Chubb and Hunt, Landry, Odell, and Hooper are all in your lineup. I like Hunt a lot this week based on possible game flow with the Ravens probably playing, um, having a lead with with Cleveland playing from behind. So Hunt is a very good play for me, although, yes, Chubb is going to be in there as well. You did not draft Nick Chubb to sit on your bench, so get him in and don't worry about it. Hopefully you don't have Chubb and Hunt, and this way you can split that up amongst other players. For Baltimore, obviously Jackson. I'm going to play Marquise Brown. Mark Andrews I love this week a lot, and Ingram as well in your lineup. Nobody else. We need to see more. Raiders and Panthers, I love Josh Jacobs this week. The Panthers' D-line is young, starting two rookies and Derek Brown and Gross Matos. Ruggs and Edwards could have been in your lineup depending on who else you have. They were both late-round picks in your draft or maybe not even drafted at all, so chances are you have better options for this week. But if you lost to Cortland Sutton or possibly Mike Evans or Kenny Galladay, and depending on your roster, you may be able to go ahead and use Edwards and Ruggs. They are both listed as starters, and they are both going to be involved. But keep in mind that game flow and the success of Jacobs, which I feel is going to have a monster game, that might limit their upside a little bit because there's also Darren Waller there. So how much the Raiders have to throw, that might not be as much as we think to really have a lot of value for Edwards and Ruggs in this one. Of course, Ruggs has that ability to bust open a 75-yard catch or whatever at any point. So... He's got the upside for sure. But Darren Waller is definitely in your lineup as well. Um, and if you have Derek Carr for some reason, you most likely aren't using him because you probably have a better option, though. I think Derek Carr might have a sneakily better season than most think. Um, and he also might make an interesting play um, in DFS tournaments as well. For Carolina, the only two Panthers I'm playing is CMC and DJ Moore. Going to the uh, Falcons and Seahawks, the over-under is set at 49. That's the second highest over-under of the of the week, aside from that of Dallas and the Rams. So they are expecting a lot of offense in this one. And for the Seattle side, Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, Metcalf, and Carson are all in your lineups. I do have some curiosity regarding Carson with the uh, hide in the fold as well, as well as DJ Dallas. So I'm curious to see what they do there. But Carson, he produces when he's out there. So if you have him, you drafted him, probably a third, fourth round pick. He should be in your lineup with an RB2 uh, potential there. Greg Olson, he could be a dart throw in DFS. I know Russell Wilson has talked him up, saying how good he looks. They have the chemistry. So if you want to pay down for tight end this week, there you go. Greg Olson might be a sneaky play. On the Falcon side, the obvious, right? Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Cam Ridley, and Todd Gurley for me as well as Hayden Hurst, are all in. Again, this is going to be a high-scoring game. It should be back and forth. I want to get as many of these players from both teams in my lineups as possible. Moving on to the Chargers and Bengals. Cincinnati, the debut of Burrow. Always some intrigue, as well as concern, around a rookie quarterback making their debut, especially when they're going up against Chris Harris and Casey Hayward over there on the Chargers side, which also doesn't make A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd all that exciting, although they are both still in your lineups. I mean, you better use Green when you have him, right? He's Who knows? It's been a long time since we've seen him on the field. We don't know how long he's going to be on the field. When he's out there, 
He's great. He's a wide receiver one. So as long as he's healthy, as long as he's out there, he needs to be in your lineup. He probably wasn't as he probably might he might not have been drafted as a starting receiver for you, uh, you know, based on and depending on how your draft unfolded. So get him in right now while you can. And Joe Mixon is obviously a stud, and he is in on the Charger side. Austin Eckler, Kenan Allen, and Hunter Henry are in your lineups this week. I have a ton of Joshua Kelly. I am not using him this week. Again, I need to see the usage. I I believe in Joshua Kelly and his abilities, and I think he, if he hasn't already, I think he will overtake Justin Jackson as that. I don't want to say backup role because I think it's more of a 1A, 1B with Eckler the 1A. I think there's room for a 1B in this backfield, and I think it emerged. I think Joshua Kelly emerges as that player, and particularly perhaps the goal line back, although I'm not going to use him this week. Saints and Buccaneers fantasy galore. Tom Brady making his Bucks debut, so he is in your lineup. Chris Godwin is in your lineup. Mike Evans, as I mentioned, was upgraded this morning from doubtful to questionable, so he's trending in the right direction. Just keep an eye on that. Have a backup plan ready to go. Um, and if he's active, that's going to be up to you. I might not be playing him even if he's active because... He's dealing with the injury, and we know that Evans has these weeks where he just completely disappears. He always ends up near the top, near a wide receiver one every year over 1,000 yards, and that's more to do with his four or five monster games he has during the season. But if he doesn't have a monster game, he's usually non-existent and sometimes could even give you a goose egg in your lineup. So I'm not sure how effective he'll be, if he'll be a decoy or what, even if he is active. So I might look elsewhere anyway. If I'm if I have Mike Evans, if you have Gronk, you can go ahead and use him. If Evans is out, I think it could be OJ Howard who benefits the most. Yes, OJ Howard who benefits the most if Evans is inactive. Um, he's definitely someone to have in a DFS lineup with his price point. It's intriguing. I would keep an eye on it. I might not. I would might pivot away from him if Evans is active. If Evans is not. Go ahead and throw um, Howard in one of your DFS lineups. On the Saints, Drew Brees, Kamara, another guy just got paid, so good for him. He's in your lineup as well as obviously Michael Thomas. And Jared Cook is in for me as well. Emmanuel Sanders is a fine wide receiver three or flex option. Murray might be a good flex option during the season. Not here in week one. There are a lot of guys. Everyone's pretty healthy and not really missing anybody. So I am going to hold off on using... Uh, Latavius Murray right now. Jets and Bills. Josh Allen is in your lineup. One of my favorite plays this week against that Jets defense, who's going to be without Avery Williamson on the uh, middle linebacker as well as their, the, you know, their secondary is just bad, real bad. Um, Marcus May, the safety, he's questionable for the Jets as well. So Josh Allen is a great play. And uh, I'm faced with a Josh Allen, uh, Drew Brees dilemma in one of my leagues. And I haven't decided yet which way I'm going to go. I kind of like Breeze a little more just based on the game flow, but um, I could probably I could probably get away with either one of them this week, to be honest with you. Uh, so go ahead. Um, uh, Stephon Diggs, I want him in there. John Brown, if you have him and you need a flex option, I want him in there. Like I said, the secondary is bad for the New York Jets, so go ahead and use them. Uh, Singletary. Uh, you could use, you probably drafted him as your RB2 or flex option, but I want to see again how this unfolds between Singletary and Moss and the backfield. 
and how that shapes up. So um, I might be hesitant. I'm not going to use Zach Moss right now, although I do think he emerges ahead of Singletary at some point in the season, if not early on here in week one. The Jets side, uh, Le'Veon Bell, Crowder, and Herndon. That's all I like in this. Crowder had 14 receptions in week one last year against the Bills and another eight against them in week 17. So he does well against the Bills. And let's face it, who else does Sam Darnold have to throw it to? Uh, like I said, Herndon, who has, has been given a lot of praise and it's been said that he's been lining up all over the field for the Jets. So I like Herndon as well as a sneaky play and Crowder definitely in my lineup along with Le'Veon Bell. Eagles and the Washington football team. Wentz, Ertz are in. Other than that, I would be hesitant on using anyone else, and that includes Miles Sanders, who you probably use a second-round pick on. He's banged up, listed as questionable. So even if active, how much of a role he's going to have and how effective he'll be, that remains to be seen. You don't want a situation where he gets in there, has two carries, re-aggravates his injury, and then he misses the rest of the game, and you're stuck with... 0.8 points or whatever it is that he got you. So um hesitant on Miles Sanders, even if active. And the same goes for Jalen Rieger, who I have a ton of in, in my leagues. He was expected to miss a couple of weeks. He is now going to be, or it looks like, that he's going to be active. And I'm very excited to see him play. And I love his, his season-long and long-term outlook. I really do. He's really the number one option on this offense as far as receiver goes. And I think he's going to make a major impact this season. But I'm going to hold off on using him this week in the opener just to make sure he's ready to go. And I know he got in a full practice on Friday. He's ready to go and will be effective. Djax, the hype has been around him all week as far as a as far as not just a redraft play, but as well as a DFS play. And that ownership might come down a little bit with the news of Rieger, although he does make a good play. We know what he does in week one and when he is healthy. So just like AJ Green, if you have him and he's he's healthy right now, go ahead and use him. But the hype is sure is certainly around Djax, and it takes a little bit of a hit with Rieger now a go. On the Washington side, Terry McLaurin is in your lineup, as well as my guy, my man, Antonio Gibson. I've been hyping him up since the draft. That was before they released Darius Geis. That was before they released. Adrian Peterson, I love this kid. I love what he does. I don't care about his 33 carries in college. Look at what he does. Also, catching the ball, scoring on 18% of the times he touched the ball. He is a playmaker. That's what this team needs, and they are going to want to get the ball in his hands, whether it is a runner or a receiver. I don't care what the depth chart says. J.D. McKissick is not the starting running back as far as as the one you want to own or have in your lineups. But he will be, Gibson will be heavily owned in DFS. I might pivot away from him there. But if you have him in a redraft and you need a flex option or possibly even an RB2, he has that kind of upside, go ahead and put him in your lineups. Indianapolis Colts and Jacksonville Jaguars for Indianapolis. Hilton and Mack are in. Yes, Mack is in. I know the hype is around Jonathan Taylor. I know everyone's excited about Jonathan Taylor. If you have him, you want to get him in your lineup, I would pump the brakes a little bit and wait a week to see how he is being used, if he's splitting time with Mac, if he's really just there as a backup to Mac. 
and at what point he takes over that job. But Mac is still a good running back, and Mac is the guy I want to have in my lineups this week. Sneaky plays if you want to go deep into into DFS. Paris Campbell and Jack Doyle I like a lot. I like Campbell better than rookie Pittman this week and for the season to be you know be honest with you. Um, Philip Rivers he he targets his slot receiver, which primarily last year and in years past for uh, the Chargers it was Keenan Allen and we know what he does in PPR leagues Keenan Allen so Rivers likes his slot receivers. So I am going to uh, insert Paris Campbell in a couple of my lineups as well. He also likes to target his running backs in the passing game. So that uh, makes Naeem Hines an interesting candidate, although maybe not this week because the game flow will probably not be there where where the Colts have to, have to throw a lot to the running back. So I like Hines, um, but not so much this week. And I'm also using the Colts defense as well. But Jacksonville, DJ Chark, that's it. I'm not using any of their running backs, and that includes James Robinson. He's worth the stash if you have the room on your roster. Not somebody I'm throwing in my lineup. Not somebody I'm using in a DFS lineup either. Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions for the Bears side. Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller could be used with confidence as well as David Montgomery, who was another player listed as questionable. He practiced in full on Friday. If he's active I would probably use him he had a full practice on Friday and they really don't have anybody else so you know he's in a different situation than Miles Sanders and and some other guys who are are on the injury report and I'd be hesitant on but I would be okay using Montgomery because they don't have anybody else that they could really count on in that running game I know they will probably use Cordero Patterson and and Tariq Cohen so if Montgomery's active, I'm going to be okay using him. Uh, he's returning a lot earlier than expected. It could be a risky, though. It could be, you know, to groin injury. Uh, but a full practice on Friday is a good is a good sign. So a risky situation to use him. I probably would if he is active. If he's out, you have Tariq Cohen, maybe a flex play. I don't know, depending on your scoring format. That's in PPR leagues. Um, and you And Mitchell Turbisky... He's uh he's gonna be in a few of my DFS lineups. I mean, look at what he did against Detroit last season. In game one against them, he had 70% completion percentage, 173 yards. Okay, that's not great, but three touchdowns. And then in the second meeting, 76% completion percentage, 338 yards, and three touchdowns. He threw a pick in that game as well. So he has a history of doing well against the Lions. So if you're gonna ever use him in a DFS lineup, especially a tournament play. He, you know, this is the week to go ahead and do so. He's cheap, and if he has a game like he had last week, it can, it could really, it could really put you into the, uh, in the cash over there. On the Lions, Galladay is doubtful. Plan on not having him. Get him out of your lineups. Marvin Jones, he should see a ton of targets as well as T.J. Hawkinson. A sleeper DFS play is rookie wide receiver Quintez Cephas out of Wisconsin. Fifth round pick this past spring. And reports have said that he has stood out and has made an impact in camp this summer. He's somebody to keep an eye on. And like I said, maybe someone you want to throw in a large in a large tournament play. Especially also with Danny Amendola also banged up and questionable. Um, and I cannot, with any confidence, start any Lions running backs this week. I'm avoiding Carryon Johnson, Adrian Peterson, Ty Johnson. 
and DeAndre Swift, who I think emerges as the main guy at some point this season. Um, but Swift, who has been injured, he is expected to he is expected to suit up and play this week. How much of a role he has in week one also remains to be seen. He's been practicing with limited designations, so just keep an eye on that. There is a chance that he is inactive for week one as well. But I'm not using him even if he is active. There's just way too many guys back there for me to trust right now. Um, I'm holding on to Swift. If you drafted him in the fourth, fifth round, six rounds, I'm holding on to him. And I think he emerges at some point. You just kind of have to be patient with him. He's one of those players you don't want to wait a couple weeks and he's not getting the work and then you drop him. No, it will happen. You, you just need to be patient. Dolphins, Patriots for the Miami Dolphins. Devontae Parker, he's ready to go this week, but most likely we'll see a lot of Stephon Gilmore, which makes Preston Williams the better play for me. As far as the Miami receivers go, I have a lot of Mike Isecki shares, and he's going to see a lot of time in the slot, so he could be someone you could use if you waited on tight ends in your draft like I did. I was actually forced to. I waited on tight, end, on tight ends. If, if, I didn't, if I didn't get Kelsey or um, Kittle or Andrews, I probably waited a long time, probably until like the ninth or tenth round to go ahead and and get a tight end. I, you know, maybe Hayden Hurst if I was able to, um, you know, like the seventh, eighth round. That's where he seemed to be going. A lot of the drafts I was in, because uh, a lot of the drafts I was in also had tight end premium scoring, where it was a point and a half per reception. Um, so I, I I didn't take a chance on the tight ends early. And so I waited. So I have a lot of Mike Kosecki. So, but again, he's more of a slot. He's going to be in the slot. Uh, Alan Hearns and, uh, oh, geez, the other guy just some on my mind right now, uh, opted out. So uh, Kosecki had the most snaps in the slot last year to begin with. So he's somebody that you could use. And um, it, you know, we'll see how the Patriots play this week with Cam Newton. So, uh, so just keep an eye on that. Uh, could be also a DFS play if you want to throw him in there you can use both jordan howard and matt breda if you need to assuming of course you didn't draft both of them i like Breda more on this one as the dolphins could be playing from behind in the fourth quarter so i like the ppr value and half point ppr value of breda more than jordan howard for the patriots it's gonna be weird right it's gonna be weird to watch this team without tb12 Manning them. It's been a long time since that has happened. And I'm curious to see how it folds out. I do like him. Um, I would play him if I had him, depending on your other options. Edelman is a flex play. I like the season-long outlook of and kill Harry, but he's also questionable. I don't like this matchup anyway. And I am staying away like I normally do from their backfield if possible. James White would be the only one I would consider throwing in there as a flex if I needed to. Other than that, staying away, I, I try to stay away from the New England backfield anyway during my drafts. Cardinals 49ers, Arizona, Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake, and of course, DeAndre Hopkins are all obviously a go in, in your lineups. I'd be hesitant right now on Christian Kirk, although I do like him for the season. On the 49ers side, Debo Samuel, I mentioned, is out for week one. Brandon Ayuk is questionable, so I would not start him even if he's active on game day. That leaves Kendrick Bourne, Taylor Trent, Dante Pettis, and Richie James as the wide receivers for the Niners. And I will not be having any of them in any lineups this week as well. George Kittle, I love. I might 
pay up in DFS to get him in my lineup. And a sneaky play could be Jordan Reed. Yes, remember Jordan Reed? He could be a sneaky play. I don't know. He's not listed as the number two tight end, but he is a, a playmaker. And when he's out there, he's good. He's just never out there. So he's supposed to be active, supposed to be in there this week. And with the lack of receiver depth right now for the Niners, he might have an impact in this one. Could be a sneaky play over there in a large tournament. You know, maybe you want to throw him in there in one of your Millie Maker uh, lineups or something um, just to you know, take a shot on that. Uh, so Raheem Mostert, he's in your lineups, as could Tevin Coleman be if you have a, flat, a flex option. Now, I must say, this game is in jeopardy of not even happening, right? The air quality in San Francisco is not very good. This game might get postponed, okay? We had a situation like this a couple years ago with a hurricane, I believe, in Florida, Um, and there's really nothing we could do from a fantasy perspective if this game is postponed. Um, All the platforms are going to carry on. If you have these guys in your lineups and you're relying on them, I know Raheem Mostert's probably one of them, Kyler Murray, of course, Hopkins and Drake, you need to have an alternative plan, and that would really, really suck if you have to go another direction in week one because it is postponed. But um, there is some worry about that, and if I get any information about that game before I sign off on this episode, I will be sure to let that know, but chances are you will know about that before um, you listen to this anyway. Just keep that in mind. The Cowboys and Rams. Uh, highest over-under, according to Vegas, for this week. It's a Sunday night game. Get your Cowboys. Get your Rams in your lineups. Dak, Elliott, Cooper, Gallup, and my sleeper tight end of the year, Blake Jarwin, are all good play. Well, obviously, Elliott, Cooper, Gallup are all in your lineups. But Blake Jarwin is a good play for this week. I might hold off on using C.D. Lamb, even though I am super excited to see him on the field this year. I might hold off this week on him. On the Rams side, Robert Woods, Cooper, Higby, they are in. As far as running backs, even though I have a ton of and I am a big fan of Cam Akers, I am going to be holding off on him this week to see how that backfield unfolds as well. And even though I'm playing Higby, I'm curious to see about the target share breakdown with him and Gerald Everett on the field. Remember, Higby ended 2019 in strong fashion, and that is why he has been hyped up as a top 10 tight end this year. But that was with Everett sidelined, okay? So now that Everett's back and should be active, I want to see how the how the target share breakdown is between Higby and Everett uh, because Everett's a very talented player as well. So I'm curious to watch that, but chances are you drafted Higby where you did. You're going to use him. Monday Night Football Game 1, the Steelers at the Giants, Big Ben is back, and he's healthy, and how ready is he? That remains to be seen, but if you waited on quarterbacks or you're streaming, the matchup for Ben is fantastic. So depending on your options, go ahead, start him up, and use him. And for what it's worth, if you're starting, if you're deciding between him and, let's say, Trubisky, Burrow, Minshew, I'd go with Roethlisberger over the others. Uh, James Conner, Juju are in your lineup. Deontay Johnson could be in your lineup, depending on your roster construction as well. And Eric Ebron is a nice play this week, especially on the DFS side of things. 
for the New York Giants. Saquon is obviously uh, is obviously in your lineup, as is Shepard, and that is fine. Tate is banged up, so I would avoid him. I'm not excited about Darius Slayton either this week. The Pittsburgh defense is good, which is why you should not be using Daniel Jones either this week. You probably have a better option anyway, but this is not a good matchup for Evan Ingram as well. Uh, depending on who else you have, if you drafted Ingram and say Jarwin, I might go Jarwin over Evan Ingram this week. Or Evan Ingram and Gasecki, I would probably go Gasecki over Evan Ingram this week. Wrapping up week one is the Titans at the Broncos. That's the second game, the late game from Monday night. The Titans, Henry and A.J. Brown, and that is it. If you want a late Monday night sleeper, well, then Jonu Smith is fine play, but chances are you drafted somebody who might have a little, I want to say upside, but might be a little better this week um, than Jonu Smith. But Jonu Smith is a sneaky play. Might be somebody you could throw in that, uh, uh, that six-man DFS play. On the Broncos side, with Cortland Sutton out, the only players I'm using right now in week one from the Broncos are Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay and possibly Noah Font as well. I'm not using Judy. I'm not using Sean Hamilton. I'm not using KJ Hamler. And I'm not using Drew Locke. So if Sutton's in there, uh, depending on who else I have, I might be okay using him this week because there's really nobody else I'm confident in right now this week against the Titans on Monday Night Football. So... That is week one. That is your matchup previews here for week one. I gave you some nice DFS plays. Remember, they, you know, on the tight end position, it could be Gasecki, it could be Jarwin, um, you know, they, Jordan Reed, possibly, OJ Howard, possibly, especially if Mike Evans is out. Um, you know what? How about I give you some more? DFS plays here. Okay. Quarterbacks, uh, real quick. I'm going to run through these here because there's there's quite a few nice plays I like. So I'm going to give them to you here. Um, for quarterback, Josh, Josh Allen is $6,500. Cam is $6,100. Mitch Trubisky, I mentioned earlier, $5,400. This is all on DraftKings, by the way. Uh, running backs, love Josh Jacobs, $6,800. You're saving $3,200 if you pivot from Christian McCaffrey to Josh Jacobs. This week, uh, Joe Mixon, 67, Mark Ingram, 5,500. Kareem Hunt, I mentioned earlier, he's only $5,100. And Antonio Gibson, although it's going to be chalk, and the reason is because he's only $4,000, but a great play there. Wide receivers, there's a lot of uh, a lot of good value here for the wide receivers. Uh, DJ Morris, 6,600. Allen Robinson, 65. Uh, Stephon Diggs at 64. DJ Chark at 63. So, Good value there. Uh, McLaurin, $5,600. Great value. Anthony Miller, $5,000. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, here's another one of the chalk plays this week. That $4,900. And Preston Williams is $4,500. Uh, the tight end position, I mentioned Howard. He's only thirty. He's only $3,700. Hawkinson is $4,200. And that's a good play if Galladay uh, misses that game. Um, Hayden Hurst, who I like a lot this week as well, he's 4300 But if you want to pay up for tight end, I have absolutely no problem. If you can fit it in your lineup, paying up for the top four, George Kittle is $7,200, $7, Mark Andrews 6000 Waller at 5900 and Ertz at 5800 So I think I might be paying up this week for a tight end, or at least maybe paying up for one and maybe going cheap on another one 
uh, as a flex option. Uh, I like them a lot. So that's week one. Football is back. Get ready. Make sure your lineups are set and enjoy week one. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Shed on air. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at FantasyShed underscore com for information on upcoming episodes as we help guide you to a fantasy football championship.